Welcome to the Transatlantic Ranch, episode 11. Here we are, we've made it to 11, double figures, proper double figures now. Jeremy, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Good. You? I'm just wonderful, thanks. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) I had a very nice week, yes, did a bit of traveling for work, uh, a lot of driving, but uh, it makes a week go quickly. Yourself? Yes, I've had various different episodes in life, as I, as I always do. Um, building works being still being done. I've decided that scaffolders, because they don't actually have any sort of skill in what they do. Now, people argue, so no, they, they put scaffolding around big buildings, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't believe it. They kind of, their scaffolding has left a whole load of various different issues of tiles being broken on the roof and when we had this guy around, he didn't realise that when I was standing sitting working, I had the day off. He was he was he was around. He was standing with his top off. I mean, it's 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 not the warmest of weather in England. Looking at himself while he was doing his scaffolding, um, and he left like upturned pieces of wood with nails in them around the bits pieces, knowing that we had two two dogs and everything else. And I've decided that yeah, unless anybody can uh, say otherwise, is that because scaffolders don't have a skill, i.e. they're not like chippies or they're not like um, electricians or plumbers or whatever, is that they're fucked off and they're evil. That's just my thoughts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've had an evil scaffolder as well, because some of them are. They're kind of, there's a, they're a strange breed, trust me. They're very kind of muscular because obviously they're lifting up poles all day and all the rest of it and they're very strange people so you had scaffolding put in at your house yeah why because they were doing building work in the, in the roof so they had to have scaffolding all the way around it but I, I just found that out of everyone I've ever had scaffolders are weird and I think they're slightly unhinged yeah that's just just life anyway we've got a packed agenda so let's let's crack on we have, we've got a number of things on the agenda. Um, we, you wanted to talk about the NHS, um, and in particular profiling, I believe. Uh, you also wanted to, cu- uh, there was news released uh, on the uh, price of football tickets and the, highest price of a se- and the highest price of a ticket being Arsenal. Uh, anyway, the uh, terrible prices, terribly high prices on football tickets. Um, I was going to rant about kettles which was a bit of an odd one. And then I mentioned that to you the other day when we were prepping and you said that you had a kettle that had failed on you. So we're going to talk about kettles for a minute. Um, I had my trip. So there are a couple of things from my trip that were uh, were getting to me. So I'll go over those. Expats, I think is something we should cover. Um, and there were some gaming and films. I watched The Guard with Brendan Gleeson and Don Cheadle. I think I've got those names right. That was all I watched this week, so uh, maybe we can have a chat about that. Does that sound all right? That sounds good. Sounds like a lot. Okay. Yeah, it is a lot. Okay, and we're going to crack on and try and keep to the hour. So let me uh, pick one of your topics to start with. How about that? If you like. Let's, let's NHS. <laughs> NHS for season tickets, and and uh, we'll keep an eye on the time as well. How about... Yeah. Let's go with NHS, because it's such a, a beast, the NHS. Okay. Um, for those in, in, in America, in Canada, and anybody else listening around the world, we have a publicly funded health service. We don't have to have any insurance. We can basically just wander into any hospital with our ailments or whatever, um, emergency ward, and, uh, and, and be seen to and, and looked after. And that's, that's, that's a wonderful, idealistic way of, of, of looking at things and, and putting something in place. Unfortunately... Um, I think the time has come to really look at that um, and say, do you know what, it's not working. And I should tell you why it's not working. Wait a second. So, wait. so are you saying that you should scrap the universal health care? 
I'm saying it needs to be changed. I'm not saying scrap it. I'm saying it needs to be adapted to modern life. Um, and my thoughts and feelings are is that Obama in America has gone on about, you know, always talking about that RNHS is a, is a good model for, for, for healthcare and everything else. And I have to say that there are some hospitals around the country that are wonderful. And I'd have to say that all staff have to deal in incredibly testing and uh, quite pressured environments, and they do a fantastic job of that. But I'm actually not talking about them. I'm going to talk about the people that go in them. I'm going to talk about the increase in obesity. I'm going to talk about the increase in alcoholism. I'm going to talk about people smoking. I'm talking about let's get real about this whole thing and let's start profiling people. You profile people in the banking environment. Um, if I wanted to get a, a loan, I'd be looked at to see if I was going to be acceptable. You get If I'm going to go and get insurance, they'll look at me and they'll say, well, you know, your car, you know, you've had a couple of crashes. We're going to put you in a high-risk area. And I think that's good. You know, they're even trying to muck about with that. They're trying to muck about with that whole thing as well about that, you know, everyone should be on a level playing field. With it. But you have to profile people. We get profiled. Actually, you know what? I'll tell you. St- can I tell you a little story? Just no, to I was on a you. roll then. <laughs> well, you mentioned profiling, right? But I went to go when uh, we moved. Uh, we went to live in North Toronto for a couple of years, and that's right where we lived was right bordering a real Chinese uh, Asian area. And I phoned up and said to them when I changed my car insurance, I said, "Hang on a second, my car insurance has gone up." When I was in downtown Toronto, my say my insurance was 300. I've moved out to here and now it's 350. And the woman said, and the woman at the insurance company pretty much said to me, have you noticed anything about the area where you live? And I said, uh, well, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, have you noticed the sort of type of people that live around the area that you live? And I said, yeah, well, there's a lot of Asian people. And she said, well, maybe that might be why your insurance is high. So they had risen my – she was basically telling me they'd put my insurance up because I lived around a load of Asian people who can't drive. It's bizarre. Well, that's an interesting point that you've made, mate, because um, – now, this isn't going on any racist slant. So anybody just sitting there thinking, oh, gosh, where are they going to go? This is, not, this is not going on a racist slant. Trust me. Don't buy into that shit. There's no place for that anywhere. But – no, but that's fine, and I'm just telling you, that is what the insurance yep. company said to me on the phone when They're I questioned them. So, profi- so profiling does happen. Yep. So, sorry, yep, so back to the NHS. Back to the NHS. So on, on this profiling line thing, I'm thinking that if you are a heavy drinker, then you are putting yourself into a, a, a big risk that you're going to have health problems. If you eat an awful lot, you are going to have eventually, going to be putting yourself into the risk of heart, heart heart disease and you put yourself into risk of diabetes and other ailments that come off from eating too much. If you smoke really heavily as well, you know that the chances are that you're going to have more of a bronchial... Um, bronchial? Bronchial. Bronchial? <laughs> Who's bronchial? You know, you're, you're going to have... I'm married by bronchial. <laughs> Holy shit. There's a high chance that you're going to have chest and various different sort of cardiovascular issues um, because of smoking, right? So that, that's, that everybody has to agree that that is true, all right? Bronco. Bronco. Hi, Bronco. Where are you going with it? Anyway, don't, don't be getting... Look, you're, 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 you're watering down my rant. I'm, I, 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 it's all worked out, and you're, you're, you're heckling, <laughs> right, in the audience. Shut it. So, I'm thinking... If you're going to do all of these things, that's fine. That is your, your freedom. You can go out and smoke, do whatever you want to drink, eat, eat cheeseburgers for your life, thinking that's obviously going to benefit you. If you want to do that, that's, that's your right. But don't expect me to be paying for it, okay? If you, if you want to, um, to do all that stuff, then you'll be profiled by your doctor in a high risk, and you have to pay more into your NHS. You also have to have insurance as mandatory, Okay. That if anything does happen to you, you're not expecting everybody else to pay for it. Now, people are going to sit in there and probably listening in your cars or if you're on the train or however you listen to this and going, yeah, but everyone can be susceptible to an illness at some point. Yes, yes, you can. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that there are some people that are heading down that fast chain road to illness and there's some people that are actually like, going, well, I'm not going to drink all that much. I'm not going to smoke all such and such and I'm not going to eat cheeseburgers and, and pizzas every day. Yeah, um, but if you, um, I don't know if I agree with you, because if you drink 
uh, or a smoke, you pay um, a ton of taxes. The booze, booze and cigarettes are taxed to the hill. I mean, $10 here in Canada for a packet of cigarettes. Uh, you know what? Uh, you're paying, you're, you're earned, go have your health care. You, you know, you, you've earned it. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's a lot of money. There's a lot of money for it that drinkers and smokers pay in taxes. There isn't a lot of money that uh, I don't think of people who that is eat just, a lot of that, fast mate, food. That, that, yeah, but that that doesn't work in, in in real life where you're going into. Why not? All this stuff costs money, so somebody's paying for it. You know how much do you? The whole sort of like element. I think we, we need to have some sort of minor part of insurance. People are getting older, and our and our, You go into any NHS, you go into any doctor's waiting room, and ninety percent of the people that are in there are the old giffers. They're, they're, I mean, I've ran about old giffers before, but they're, they're just. An enormous liability on there. I snapped my Achilles tendon uh, when I was playing football, and I went into to Reading Royal Berkshire um, Hospital, where the service was was dire. I mean, I, I was left waiting to 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 be seen for a, a hell of a long time. Um, eventually, I got my kind of like date where I could have my Achilles stitched up. Um, I was uh, all of that part worked worked well. I have to say moment I sort of was in eventually after being passed from pillar to post to actually having the um, operation but the worst part of it was was when I was put into this this ward and I was in absolute agony so they had kind of like morphine ready to sort of like administer because anyone it just every, every bloke feel your Achilles and just think of that snapping and and it's agony Beckham probably had some wonderful doctors administering pain relief I had nothing I was on some smelly pitch in Windsor, rolling around with some knuckleheads, I was trying to explain what an Achilles was. Oh shit! <laughs> it's the bit I've snapped it. What's Achilles? So um, they weren't any use. Anyway, air, air, bronco. What's Achilles? I want to man by the bronco, is he? So I mean, this. So I mean, this. Right, right. Now listen, this is this is going somewhere. I have okay. been listening. No, you listen a bit more. So I mean, this in this ward. And I'm trying to get to sleep because I'm abs- It's been a, a, a long old bit of service. I was in there for about three hours while I tried to stitch this bloody thing up. And the guy opposite me, I was in this crowded ward. Garveson was this Indian guy, and he'd had what well, must have been a stroke because he was trying to speak into his intravenous drip. And he kept saying, um, I want to talk to you about the £600 to put into the account. Hello? I want to talk to you. So I had him, and he was literally saying this. Every couple of minutes. Then I had a guy that was opposite me in, in the right who had bronco or a bronchitis <laughs> kind of like thing where he was hacking and calling up and he was coughing all fucking night. And then I had a bloke next to me, this other old giffer, who was just next to me just sort of like mumbling and groaning. So all this was going on and this went on for hours. This bloke, Hello, I want to talk to you. You're not talking to me. I want help. I want help. And then this other bloke is going, <laughs> And I'm just lying there, and I couldn't wait. I was trying to weigh in these little, they give these strange little urn things. You've got to, like, pee in, like, a strange paper vase or something. I was trying to have a, have a weigh in. And eventually, the guy next, because everybody was, was couldn't sleep because of this Indian guy trying to talk into his intravenous drip. And he had these kind of big mittens on his hands where he could, I think they put them on there to stop him pulling his intravenous drip off. And again, he'd, he'd go, Hello, you're not talking to me! You're not talking to me! And the old boy that was next to me, Oh, you! Shut your fucking mouth! Shut your fucking mouth! Shut your fucking time! And I was just lying there, thinking, Why can't I have a private room? I'm just some quiet bloke who snaps his Achilles, he's in agony. I've got this old giffer next to me, shouting and swearing about this old poor Indian guy. Don't talk to me like that! Don't talk to me like that! I want to nurse, nurse! And then I went, shut your mouth! And then the nurse came in. And the bloke who had this chronic bronchitis. And I'm thinking, well, if I'd had some sort of insurance, would that have helped? If I'd had something, you know, if you could actually pay some money to contribute to all of this, that might mean that there could be bigger wards, that might mean that we're not all stuck together getting the same crap service, or that people that are... You know, there was one when I did my hand where there was like seven people who had a hernia. And I was waiting in line for seven men who were having their hernias done. You know, I, I just think it's got to change. And I think if there was contributions made by the heavy smokers, heavy drinkers, and the fat people, and it's all 
personal choices, all of these three. You choose to do this to yourself, like smacking yourself in the face with a hammer. You know, we'd all like to eat burgers every day. Some must realise they make you fucking obese. All right, so let's get get real about this. I think that we need... Yeah, but no one in that ward... Yeah, but was anyone in that ward there as a result of drinking or whatever? Are we upending the health service because you didn't get a private room? No, I, 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 I'm just talking about in general. When, when my son was born, I was kind of like in there, and I was thinking, well, you know, these services are overstretched anyway. There needs to be investment from people that are, are in the big risk, like the obese. You know, it's time that we, we stop being so pleasant about everything. We're far too sort of, oh, don't offend the fatties. Don't, don't offend the drinkers. Don't offend No, do offend them. People outside smoking outside a hospital. Go and fuck off down the road and smoke, you know. Or if you are going to stand and smoke, you can pay a fiver. You can pay a fiver and it goes into some sort of like little till thing. Anybody that is in there... But for any other they do pay a fiver. They pay a fiver every time they buy a pack of cigarettes. You're just just because you're a smoker. Yeah, I and mean, you are an ex-smoker, an ex-drinker, and now you hate them all. I have realised and seen the lot. <laughs> I do think. Oh, anyway, it's just I, I think that most people out there are thinking, you know what? They should. I think you should have a little bit more on your, your national insurance contribution. You have to do a health survey with your GP. He then puts you forward, and that is the increase that you need to do, and it will stop people eating, smoking, and drinking so much. The useless, fat-smoking, alcoholic, fat fuck. <laughs> Mate, you ticked all of the above about two years ago. Oh, I do. How rude. How dare you? Oh, dear. That's my rant. I you are oh, you're the uh, absolute epitome of the reformed smoker drinker. Not I just don't want to be in a ward where some guy's talking into his intravenous drip. I want to talk to you. I want to, and then there's this like a shut up, and I'm just there thinking I could have been in the private ward. There's no but uh, there's no visit to hospital that's going to be nice though, is it? Unless you're absolutely living in the luxury. I think I remember I went into I had health insur- health cover with one of my jobs in the UK and it was the most amazing experience going into this private hospital. I mean, it was just brilliant. But, yeah, that was a privilege. Oh, they are. And I, I think it does, if you look at the John Radcliffe Hospital where it's kind of brand new, everything nice, everything works there. It's wonderful. You go to Royal Berkshire and it's just a maze of buildings bolted on together. Yeah, the whole fucking lockdown and rebuild it somehow. Well, you know what? As well, England's too old. It so is. Gr- it's so grim. <laughs> <laughs> so many grim hospitals. These mental like institutions turned into hospitals. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that was good. Good rant. Like it. Uh, okay. Now uh, let's move on to the next one. I actually did some travelling. This uh, almost like hospitals, but I. Um, it's going to be hotels. I did some traveling. I had to uh, do a sales trip around Ontario. A lot of driving. This country is way too big. Unbelievable. Every time I had to get into the car to go see anyone, it was just hours and hours and hours of driving. But on the plus side, the weather wasn't too bad, and it was beautiful. All the trees were turning the, uh, the autumn colors. It's just amazing. You know, it just, it just looks like the trees are on fire. It's unbelievable. Staggering. You have to oh, see you it. Oh, you little poet. Yeah, I know. You have to see it. If you've never seen it, it is a wonder. Um, but uh, after about 10 hours, <laughs> it doesn't matter how bright and colorful it is, you start to lose the plot. Um, anyway, so I stayed in a hotel in the middle of nowhere up in... Uh, I feel like it should be North Ontario, but it's not. It's still only like about a little bit of the way up, but it's still up in the middle of nowhere. And it's sort of this place called a uh, place that I'm not going to name it in case it, well yeah on the Pembroke anyway, and uh, I've stayed there before and there's not much there. It's sort of really military outposts, so I think they have a lot of military up there. So there's a couple of hotels. Well, there must be a few hotels, but I've stayed in the second hotel I've stayed in this week, and it was expensive, man. This hotel in the middle of nowhere cost me $160 for the night, and it just baffled me i paid 160 dollars for this hotel room i really got nothing for that sort of money i'm sure i could get a nice hotel downtown for that money i was really thirsty getting into my room there's a bottle of water sitting there and i'm like oh yeah thanks very much nice complimentary bottle of water 
And then on the neck of the water, it just says, yep, if you crack the seal on this, $3.50, we're going to get you for this box of water. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, which water? And then I'd actually chosen this hotel. One, because the last hotel I stayed in was pretty ropey, but this one as well said it had Wi-Fi. So I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up the laptop and I'm going to watch some Netflix, watch a movie or whatever, because I don't want to watch TV. Uh, yeah, oh, so the Wi-Fi, you know, suddenly I have to have an activation code and it's, you know, 5 or $10 for 24 hours. And I'm like, oh, right, okay, forget it. Forget it. And then I think, well, I'll go get myself some food. And there's nothing to get except for Pizza Hut, Domino's Pizza, McDonald's. It's a Burger King over the road. You know, and at this point, I'm starting to feel suicidal. So I have to get myself a Domino's Pizza, take it back to my room. And then I've got the indignity of watching, you know, the North American TV, which I never watch for a reason. It's just awful. And then I thought, well, they had the presidential debates on, and I thought, okay, well, I watched the presidential debates, but I mean, I could only handle about five minutes of that. I just, I don't know if you saw any of that, but yeah, oh god, isn't it? It's like two old women fighting. Oh, it's just phenomenal. What's going and it, on with his hair? Why do men think they can get away with putting boot polish in their hair? It just <laughs> doesn't work, does it? Paul McCartney and his boot polished hair and Mitt. Or what's his name? Mitt Rooney? What's the fuck's his Mitt name? Romney. Mitt uh, Romney. When did, we, when did a presidential debate get into such a cat fight? Oh, it's what is all that about? Because I just Obama think, I tried didn't do to... very well in the first, did he? And he's had to come back fight. And it doesn't work for him. He, he wins more points, I think, by being dignified. Let Mitt, oh, Mitt sure. anyway, oh, it was just, you know. So anyway, I stomached about five or ten minutes of that. And then I started, and I got to the... T- I went through the channels and realized there's absolutely nothing on except for the sports channel. So at least with sports, you know what you're getting. So I was watching the sports results. And I have to say that was quite interesting. What I really like about some of the TV over here, some of it, is they showed the results from Canada, Canadian soccer, man. Watch out, world. (laughs) The Canadians are coming. So Canada had to play Honduras in their World Cup qualifying. They conceded four goals in the first minutes. This is the first 15 minutes oh, 15. Going, on, going on to lose 8-1 in their World Cup qualifier. It's terrible. And Canada, a lot of the Canadians are very, very passionate about soccer. But, I mean, they just cannot produce soccer players. It's unbelievably, it's terrible. But what was great was the guy who presents the soccer on the sports channel here is English. And then the main uh, one of the other main pundit guys who talks about it with him is English as well, because the English are the only people who know what they're talking about. So they have these two English guys who are talking about the Canadian soccer, and he basically says, yeah, there's no one really to blame. They're just shit. <laughs> Which I thought was refreshing. He had just no messing around. He just said they're crap. <laughs> so I like that. But yeah, I was just... Oh yeah, okay. And then what else annoyed me being in this outlying town? was that everybody I spoke to, whether it was at the hotel or whether it was at the McDonald's getting my coffee or whatever, they were all really nice. So I'd be like, hello. Hello, sir. How are you? Yeah, I'd like uh, coffee, please. White with sugar. Yeah, no problem at all. Here you go, sir. That's $1.99. Thank you very much. And then as soon as the transaction had finished, it didn't matter which transaction it was, they all just suddenly dropped. Their faces just dropped. And they looked like soulless robots. So I know I've just been given the customer service spiel. Here you go. Yes, sir, customer. And then as soon as the transaction was over, I was like a piece of dirt that they found on their shoe. You can get your coffee and get out. <laughs> and here's your out. hotel room and get out. And let me get back to my miserable in the middle of nowhere existence. Ugh. It was good to leave. <laughs> Oh, man. I always think, and I think it was such a wonderful character, is the one in The Simpsons. Okay, I'm just going to say it. When you know that the, the guy's always working in the shop, he just is the kind of the acne ridden, like, bored, poor kid that Kevin Smith did so well in um, Clark's, where they, I don't know, they just had this sort of soul destroying existence. You think, yeah, you know, I'll tell you what. Poor guy's out in the middle of nowhere. It's funny you say that, because actually, I went to Domino's Pizza to get my pizza. And I was served there by that spotty kid. 
Yes, what would you like? Uh, have a pizza, please. Pepperoni. Give me that walkout special for seven bucks. Yeah, no problem. Here you go. And he was, out of all the people, the nicest guy I met. He was pleasant all the way through. You could see he was still happy with his existence. He had no idea what was coming, right? But the woman in the McDonald's and the woman in the hotel <laughs> who had gone past the point of no return. Oh, brutal, man. There is brutal. A- there's a lot of, like, we get a lot of travel lodges and places like that where you just have these long corridors, like the scene out of the shine, you know, where the little girls are standing right at the far end and, uh, <clears throat> every door's saying there's no soul to these places and they're run by the strangest sort of people that are out there. They're probably all murderers, really, all just working in the same sort of, like, joint. And, um, you go to your little room and, and they don't give you, everything is an additional extra now. It's like you go on planes, you know, that right now we're going to try and charge people to go to the toilet, for God's sake. I mean, um, it's got to the point where everything now is, is a back charge or there's a, a little angle. You, you have the... Uh, when you sometimes get a hotel room and you sometimes get some business and you, and you think, oh, God, yeah, I've got, I've got a mini bar. And then you remember that you're going to be paying like 15 quid for a packet of peanuts and like, you know, a fiver for a little tiny can of Coke or whatever. And it just kind of ruins it. All of that should be just part of the package. You should have a yeah, well, it's just part you know, of it. Yeah, that's it. Now, you know, that's what got me. I just felt like such a sort of, you know, here you go, here comes a, here comes some dollar bills just coming in, going out, coming in, going out. You know, yeah. <coughs> and that's fair. You know, I know, uh, you know, really that they're probably. It's not one of those hotels that I, it wasn't. You know, can you call it a hotel? But if I'm you're not a sure. businessman, you don't get, you won't get repeat business because people think oh, I ain't gonna stay there again. If I got such such, I'm not staying in that place again. And then you you go somewhere else. If they just a little extra, like you get sometimes in in, in, in Italy and Spain where you'll go into like a, a bar and they'll have loads and loads of food because they know that if they keep the food there, you'll be more enticed to stay in their place. They give it away free. It's a great idea. You know, if you've yeah. got a packet of peanuts, a bottle of water, and a can of Coke or whatever, and it's costing them absolutely nothing because they're buying it en masse, they can put it as part of the service. It's just simple stuff. But, you know, when you watch these programs where these morons try and start a company out in the middle of nowhere and can't speak the language and all the rest of it, you think, you've got no fucking hope here, have you? They need to sort of, like, think, what would be logical? A little basket of food. But for the weary traveller like yourself, mate, you'll never stay there again, will you? Well, I'm not sure. I'm running out of options. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only place there. You can be yeah, bugging me. Uh, in the <laughs> I am. Like the last, I, yeah, I stayed at the last one, and it was actually I'd go probably go back to the last one. It was just a little bit ropier, but still, I actually felt I don't remember having that sort of experience. This one, it was just brutal. Uh, okay, so anyway, let's move on to yeah, we can move on to kettles if you like. Uh, we had our kettle break again. Kettles in Canada, it seems that they just can't handle the tea drinking, uh, the tea drinking British. My wife is British. Uh, soon to be Canadian, actually. She's applied for a citizenship, but that hasn't come through yet. Uh, yeah, and, uh, they, the kettles here don't seem to last. And, uh, anyway, so we had to go buy a new kettle yesterday. So I suppose the rant is... Maybe kettles being one of those things with built-in obsolescence. Either the kettles here can't handle it, or they're built in not to just not to last, which wouldn't surprise me. Um, kettles, mate. This is the problem with a lot of electronics. I would like to see a, a thing that you, you log into and uh, you put in your, your your details of the thing that you bought, and it keeps on the internet your warranty. But they don't do that. What they do is they give you a piece of paper, which you know you're going to lose within a month. You can never take the bloody thing back. So when our kettle went after about six months, I said, oh, did you keep the receipt? No. No man keeps the receipt. We don't keep anything. We chuck all the stuff away. As soon as we got something out of the box, it's like, quit buying the recycling. Get the pristine kettle on there. Chuck the other one in the bin. Next. This our one lasts six months. It's a wedding present. Um... Didn't have the receipt. I had no means of taking it back. Had to go and get another one. And in fact, the new one that we've got works a lot better. But I just think electronic filing for, for warranties is the way ahead, guys. Anybody out there? Yeah, I've, you know I've what? Painted that that idea. I, I want some money. Yeah, I warranties. Yeah, if you could get your money back, I think a lot of the places here are pretty good. You could take them back to the big box. The one thing I will say about the big soulless 
big box stores like Home Depot or whatever that you have now, as much as they are destroying small business, they tend to be pretty good. If you make enough, if you kick and scream enough without a receipt, you can usually get stuff taken back by them. Um, I just but, used to uh, John Lewis, and she, they had such a good warranty scheme there that you could take back all sorts of stuff. And they used to, she used to get women coming in with the knickers that they had, second-hand knickers saying the elastic had gone. And nine times out of ten, they had to replace these knickers. So you just have these mm-hmm. manky old knickers, and the warranty still, for some reason, was still acceptable that the elastic had gone. <laughs> so they have to well, you know what? I mean, maybe elastic goes. I don't know. I don't know if I want to... Let's not go there. Um, just very quickly, but, uh, sorry, wait, but just very quickly. There, there was, a, there was a, 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 a documentary done on hotels, and this couple were staying in this hotel, and the guy's got his, his, his kettle. This is a nice little link between the two that we just did discussing. Like it. Segway, nice. he's just about to pour it into his cup. He said, this smells a bit funny. And he, he smelt the end of the, the, the nozzle on, on, on the kettle. It had a, a long nozzle. And he said, this smells like shit. And he went down to complain to the woman. And she said, I can't believe she said this has happened again. She said, we have this strange guy that stays here every so often. And he places the kettle nozzle up his ass, <laughs> and then pay. And then he, you know, he does this. And then he leaves. And she said, "We've had about three other customers that have come down." She said, "I am very, very sorry." Um, and they just had someone had a fetish of putting a kettle nozzle up his ass. <laughs> so if anybody's too early for this, no. But if any of you're staying in a hotel, always smell. I've, and I do it now. I smell the end always of the kettle smell nozzle, the nozzle, just in case you don't know. You never know. Yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Public service announcement. <laughs> Smell the kettle in your hotel. Smell the cheese. Yeah. Well, we went looking for kettles. This is just however many times we've gone looking for kettles. I did get. I did get one uh, yesterday. But the thing that bugs me about kettles over here is because North American voltage. Now this is a little bit nerdy, but the North American voltage is only 120 volts, right? as opposed to the UK is 240 volts, which means our kettles here are so wimpy. Like the maximum kettle size we can get here is 1,500 watts, which takes about seven days to boil a jug. And then you guys get your three kilowatt monsters. Yes. Vaporize. Mars does it in probably about 40 seconds. I know. We don't get that. Oh, man. Yeah, you guys got proper voltage. here. We, it, it's an upside and a downside here. We have this voltage here, which it could probably kill you, but, I mean, you can get electrocuted here, and you'll probably survive. Not like the UK where you get properly electrocuted. I got electrocuted um, properly in the UK once. I was brutal. At, in somebody's office, and I just had to sit down. I was a mess. It just absolutely brutalized me. You sit your eyes in sockets again. No, I was fixing a coffee machine. That was back in one of my first jobs. I was fixing a coffee machine, and I just didn't heed. The first thing they taught me was to turn it off. <laughs> ah, who needs to do that? That takes too long. Um, yeah, so we have this. Our voltage here is pretty low, which is which is good. I've seen people change plug sockets without turning every, the power Every off. listener, by the way, wants to know the story of what happened when you got electrocuted. But, uh, we will all be waiting, so you're going to have to tell us. You were messing about with the coffee machine but what happened yeah okay so i'll tell you um, i had so i had a job where i i worked for a company that fixed coffee machines in off in buildings it was a really interesting job in terms of where i got to go and what i got to see coffee machines are not interesting but i've repaired machines in all sorts of offices all sorts of factories I, one day i'd be sitting there repairing a coffee machine while they built um uh, fighter jets, you know, went into a factory where they built fighter jets. It was pretty neat for being out of college. Plus, they gave me a car. So, you know, it did for a few months. But, yeah, so one time I opened up this coffee machine in this office, and I'm tinkering up there trying to change one of the switches on top of the, in top of the proper kettle that they have inside these things. And, uh, yeah, I just hit the wrong switch with my screwdriver or my finger or whatever it was. Basically, just jumped and danced around on this office floor outside this coffee machine and I don't think anyone saw me but as I went into this sort of convulsions 
and wondered what had happened. I sort of snuck off, went round the corner into the bathroom and just basically put my <laughs> put my head in my hands and quietly sobbed. <laughs> As I was <laughs> It was really, really bad. Oh mate. Yeah, that uh, was a proper, proper amount of current had flowed through me. <laughs> it was not funny. So I learned my lesson after that and always switched the machines off. But here, yeah, you could probably stick your tongue in a light socket here and you wouldn't even notice. It's a bad, dirty... My friend of mine, Chris, called it dirty, dirty power over here. They're always having brownouts. Every day we come back and the clocks need have been reset because the power's gone down. It's just rubbish. We had to put un, you know uninterrupted power supplies in all the computers at work because the power was shutting down every night, you know. It needs a bit more juice. So, anyway, that's my rant about power and kettles and being electrocuted. Don't get electrocuted. Don't put a kettle up your ass. No. (laughs) No. So, uh, yeah, that's that then. So, kettles, that's not bad. We got some mileage out of that. Um, So, season tickets. uh, There was the report that was released this week. Um, talking about the uh, inevitable and not very surprising increase on season tickets or tickets uh, to football matches, uh, English football. Uh, Arsenal being the highest, I think uh, it was around about £120 for um, the highest priced ticket. And uh, yeah, this got your goat, didn't it? Well, it it did, mate. I mean, anyone who follows... Um, English football in the Premier League cannot be dumbstruck by how low, how it's gone through the bottom of the barrel and is scraping down to the earth's core of just reaching an all-time horrible low in what should really have been a golden age of of football um, with the introduction of so many foreign players coming over here and bringing a whole new sort of like dynamic to the game. Um... There's the terrible scenes that have recently happened in Serbia with our under-21 England team um, and the racist monkey chanting and literally being attacked by the whole of the uh, the Serbian squad wasn't a a great highlight. There's obviously the racism that's been gone through with John Terry and John Terry's still captain of of, of Chelsea. Um, Yeah, go John. um, You know, I, I... I just think I've got to the point with, with, with football that I kind of feel that we, we are not evolving as a human race, that a game which is basically an inflated piece of dead cow is kicked around a field to the baying masses who lord it and worship this inflated piece of dead cow being kicked around by some talented uh, dead cow football kickers. Um has has just created I don't know a money orientated. Um, well, it is a money orientated. Money orientated. That's why the Premier League was invented, wasn't it, to really pull ahead from the rest of English but football. But in, in what way? Financially, I wouldn't say. Absolutely you know, financially. If we, if we have not um, produced any decent international play for so long. It's ridiculous. So it hasn't improved our international standing by having all of these foreign players. All it has really created is people like Suarez, um, turds of the football field like Suarez, these diving ponces that they have running around. And all of this is being funded by men who are, going to, who are prepared to pay 120 plus quid every time they want to go and see a football match when they should basically be spending it on their families and not watching 90 minutes of drill. You know, football used to be a great, interesting game and there used to be gentlemen in it and it's just now full of turds. And it frustrates me and it irritates me that so much now is being put on the people that go to watch it for them to, to support and financially pay for all this. I think it's a disgrace. And I think yeah, but I think in the high level... Over football, Ruined football. Oh, I see. No, I don't agree. It did. I'm it sorry. We're going to have to. We're going to have to de- agree to disagree. Well, I, well, come uh, on, then why? Because I think you now have in the Premier League. You had. You now have this fantastic spectacle and league that is marketed and sent all around the world, and everybody watches it, and it's exciting. And you have 
you know the all these foreign players who now come and play in the league and it's and it's just a you know interesting and great quality of football and great to watch and that is the Premier League and that's what it is and it is a product and it is expensive and if you want to go see you know everybody I speak to over here who says they're coming over to England oh we're going over to England you got any uh, advice oh yeah I tell you what I need to ask you something we want to go to a football match I had it this week I get it all the time and I have to tell people you know what you need to hunt around if you want to go to a I said if you want to go see a football match no big deal I, you know just go walk to your local park or walk you know, down any street, you'll eventually find a football ground. You want to go to a them. yeah. Well, you know, a football <laughs> match is still a football match. But you say if you want to go to a Premier League match, then you're going to be a prepared to pay for it, and b you know you're going to have to hunt around to get the tickets as well. There's no given that you'll get tickets. It's not that easy. But that is the Premier League, and that stands alone, and it stands in this sort of like you know gilded circle. Oh, and no, that's, and that's what, what it is. Talking about a gilded That's circle. what it you're, is. You're just no. buying into this whole whole rubbish that it is, mate. It's not I'm like not, that. I'm not buying into it's, it at all, mate. I'm saying there is... jogging in I'm, car parks. It's, it's, it's big Lamborghinis and big, enormous Barrett houses. And the fact that we haven't evolved enough, that we put far more weight on someone who saves... Who, who kicks a piece of dead care around a field and someone who saves our lives and works in a hospital. It's I'm not disagreeing. No, 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 no. I'm not you're, disagreeing. No, you're lauding them. You're, you're making this Premier League sound as like it's something really special. It's simply not. It is simply it is a 90-minute football game between some highly paid chimps. That's all it is. Kicking yeah, but around it's, a ball. But it's a 90-minute football game that's watched by millions and millions and millions of people. Millions and millions and millions of people around the world are watching the Premier League. Millions, uh, now, millions, if you're talking, now, if you're just talking generally in terms of football being lauded or whatever, and the firemen or whatever should be given more recognition, you know, I agree with you, all right? But you know what? I'd rather not watch firemen every Saturday morning, right? I'd like firemen. I'd like to have that instead. 90 minutes, firemen in action. Well, why don't you become an arsonist? Why don't you support Arsenal? Don't spend, <laughs> spend money that you could be spending on your kids taking them out and having a better home life and everything else instead. No, I'm sure if you're going to go down my mates, watch 90 minutes of fatty dullness, diving and cheating and shirt pulling and generally like poncing about and pay lots of money week in and week out. I just think it's got to a point where it's this religious worshipping of something that's just really... What? What is it? It's kicking around a ball around a field, man. God's sake. Yeah. All sport, to be honest. And it goes the same way. It's like American football. It's become the biggest thing. It's the greatest thing. I hear what you're saying, but that's what people are interested in, right? I mean, that's what people, you know, people want to go do that. They want to get behind something. They want to go see something. So, uh, whatever. I, 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 I definitely see... Actually, what was interesting this week was they released... Uh, on the MLS here, which is the soccer league over here, they released all the players' wages. So it doesn't matter what player you are, your wages get released, and how much you weigh is uh, how much you earn is um, how much you weigh. <laughs> how much? <laughs> Sorry, I was reading something. <laughs> he weighs too much. <laughs> don't let him play. Look at the size of Rooney's head. I don't want him playing. Um, yeah, it's all very uh, transparent. But then they have the franchise thing over here, and the and now you know what they. I mean, they have problems with that. All the NHL players are now in uh, a lockout with the uh, owners over here, so the season might not start on time. You know, um, we, we anyway. have players over here: Ashley Cole, Van Persie, God others as well that have literally. Fucked off from their from their where they were worshipped and honoured at their their football teams, and buggered off because more money was offered elsewhere, a couple more grand. These guys are basically out there sharking it out and overpaid. I just find the whole thing is like it's, it's such a a regression in our in our evolution. To be honest, that they are lauded to the, to this point. I find it. I, you know, I, you know what? I I sort of agree with you. I do. But in terms of someone, okay, like here we go. Right? In terms of someone like Ashley Cole leaving Arsenal to go play for Chelsea, right? He was winning nothing for Arsenal. And don't get me on the ruthless. Oh, you know they're mercenaries. Or what about Van? Oh, there's another one, Van Persie leaving Arsenal because he won nothing. Chipper's going to have a de- field day with me after this one. 
But where's the mercenary stuff? You know, these these teams or whatever handpick these kids from 16, and then if, you know, well, all right, you know, he, he can only kick the ball 80 yards. He can't kick the ball 80.2 yards. No, we're done with him. You know, no good. You can't, there's, you know, I got no problems with players being mercenary players. Um, because the clubs are just as mercenary in finding players and whatever. So See, you're, you're, you're just basically saying that it is broke, but I'm not even even evaluating fixing it. That that's what you're basically saying. About it. You're sort of saying, well, no, I, you know, I, got I mean, this and that, but it doesn't matter because that's how it is. <clears throat> it needs to change. People well, yeah, are leaving okay. the sport in droves, mate. People that have been like friends, like Steve Kirk, people that used to go and have a season ticket and watch Chelsea game because they just find it's become too much now it's too money orientated pressures on the managers for results all the time sackings all the time the whole thing has gone downhill and I think the amount that they ask uh, people who support these teams and have supported these teams for many years is just staggeringly obscene Oh, I agree. It's no, obscene. I agree with you. I'm not saying that it's not obscene, right? It is now obscene. Arsenal can charge that when they're not playing at all well either. It's like, I get rid of Arsene Wenger as well. He's been hanging around like a smelly turd in a toilet. He's like a floater, isn't he? Yeah, well, okay. Well, so, But I understand. I, I agree that it's obscene and it's an, an extraordinary amount of money to go to these games and whatever. And I think that's terrible. And if I, you know what? Go watch grassroots football. If you want to, you want to, if you, you know, the people... Well, good, because you know what? Put the money back into grassroots football. Put the money back into kids playing Sunday League and, and doing whatever and training and whatever. You know what? Stop funneling all the money into, the, into these top teams. And maybe England might do a little bit better if they start sort of nurturing some of the ta- more, you know, better nurturing of the talent but underneath. The whole thing where, where you're getting like the, the Glaziers taking over Man United. The Glaziers? <laughs> what are they? <laughs> They're win- installing windows, are they? <laughs> That's the what glazers. their name is. Glazers. Glazers. <laughs> I said, didn't I? Glaziers? You glaziers. As long as you're <laughs> <laughs> And you combine harvesters. <laughs> But that whole thing of where they were basically, it's become a plaything. Rather than, than billionaires, who are so bored and, and mindless and unimaginative, buying enormous yachts because they've all got incredibly small dicks. They're now all basically buying up Premier League teams. Um, I, I love the fact when people used to go on about the special one and how, you know, how he made such great advances with Chelsea. It's like he had an enormous checkbook. Okay, look at Man City. When they didn't have an enormous checkbook, they weren't doing diddly. And now look, they are doing wonderfully. And they won the Well, league. we can because, get it, yeah. And you know what? Because, and they are all being funded by some poor person's purse who's basically supported these teams for long and then they're told actually a season ticket's going to double. Why? Well, we've got to buy, you know, Tevez, he's costing us 250 grand a week. That stupid, strange ram man of a football player, all that weird, scarry, tissuey funny stuff like he's been slashing his neck with a razor most of his life fuck knows what's going on with that shit um, he, uh, he had boiling water poured on him as a child ok now we cut that <laughs> now how do you feel oh I feel bad now that's bad did he <laughs> yeah. oh man I thought yeah, he was, I, I, oh ok no it was an accident in his kitchen when he was a kid and they ruined my rent there's no rant but out. you know what you know what if people are complaining about the ticket prices I feel sorry that you know there's t- there's 10 teams in the country where people have been priced out of going to it 10 teams you know what I'm sorry there's a lot of people have been priced out or whatever stop going stop going yeah. and go down the road there's no shortage of football to go watch down the road problem over here in Canada there's no football to go watch down the road so you know what and they have got no you grassroots down the road you can go watch a moose down the road, yeah. So, I hear what you're saying, and it's, you know, it is. It's, it's different, but the Premier League is not just about England anymore. The Premier League is more than that, and it's, you know, where all the money's coming from? It's coming from abroad. It's not coming from England. It's not coming, you know. It's, it's coming from the man on the street's pocket. That's where the money It's comes. not. The man on the street's contributing practically nothing to it these days. Uh, I, I just think that they, they shouldn't have to. Should be set a, a fixed price for a football ticket, and that should be it. Uh, you can't price do it. Supply. They say at the Chelsea, at Stamford Bridge, they say it's basically now all middle and upper class snobs who go there. There's no heart or soul in it because no one who used to be a Chelsea supporter, which is your kind of grass lower class, you know, scaffolder, they can't afford it. 
So it's now gone into the hands of like the oiks, upper class wealthy oiks. Since when did you start becoming a champion of the people? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and your scaffolder mate who came round, he's probably got as much disposable income as you have. Probably has. He doesn't pay tax. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I'm still. You know what? I don't know that time. I haven't got time for this. The poor man on the street, he can't afford to go anymore. I can't afford to go anymore either. And I don't consider myself the poor man on the street. I do. You know, and, yeah, and you can't afford to go, but you can't afford to pay $127 no, for a ticket either. I don't even know where these people are getting that sort of money from. It's businesses. Outrageous. Well, it's, it's businesses. Anyway, that, I'm sure a lot of people out there, and, and I want you that to... That could be a massive rant. That could be Honestly, a two-hour rant in itself. could be. Let's, For sure. let's, let's move on to the next bit because time is ticking, but it's a big topic. We might revisit it. It is. Okay, yeah, uh, right. Okay, so let's move on to... Sorry, I've just got to check here. We did that at Profiles. Well, let's go on to uh, films. I watched a film uh, the other day, The Guard, with Brendan Gleeson and Don Cheadle. Uh, have you seen this film? I have seen this film. Yeah, so basically the premise of that is it's all based around some little village in Ireland where there's going to be some drug smuggling, so unsavories are coming into the village. Brendan Gleeson's the cop, and uh, then Don Cheadle is a member of the FBI who comes along, who gets involved. It's sort of like really... You know what? It wasn't that great. It's charming. It's It's charming, yeah. Brendan Gleeson was funny, but really at the end of it, when it finished, we were sort of... Dare I say it? And I say it all again. I was none the richer for the experience. No. It's, it's a film that you can watch with the missus. You'll get something out of it. It's a little bit how yeah. Disney had a little extra in Pixar films and stuff like that for the adults. And, you know, it means that you can go along and watch it and be entertained. And this is kind of like, it's trying to cross loads and loads of various different like streams. And uh, it's got something for everybody, but it doesn't do much, does it? Not really, Don no. Chiddle is the strangest man. He has such an intensity in his acting. It's like he he's constantly looks as though he's trying to keep a shit in. Do you know? Yeah. He's got a very strange acting style. Um, he's very full of fast. His very eyes are always darting all over the place. I don't, I don't get his acting style. He never seems to... No, bad. you know what Don Cheadle does? I, I get the feeling that Don Cheadle probably did a couple of things, you know, ten years ago or whatever... And everyone just went, he's amazing. And then he, I feel like he's bought into his own hype. And then he sort of goes off and he won't do anything too mainstream. And he goes and does something like this. But it just doesn't seem to work. I mean, maybe he should just go do something mainstream. I'm not sure. I just, I'm, not, I've not, I'm not buying into the Don Cheadle thing. Um, I don't know why he had to be in it. Because basically, if we give a little bit of the story away to, to the people who won't affect him too much. But... Um, Gleason basically plays this this police officer who, who um, or a guard, in, as they call them in Ireland, who likes to do pills and such and such and takes drugs, and he's a bit sort of dodgy, um, and so they sort of build it up that you think he's definitely going to take a backhander, but it sort of turns out that in this kind of big events that are going on in his little light town, he actually does have a moral compass. Um, he is involved with Don Cheadle in the fact that Don Cheadle comes over, I think FBI sort of agent or something or other and yeah Don sort of has been after these guys for a long time and they sort of join forces and it's kind of like a, a bit of a buddy movie and but it, it just doesn't really go anywhere because I don't know if the budget's too small or whatever or the, the, it runs out of gags it's a little bit like in Bruce it just it does it does seem to run out of legs it's sort of the characters the, it's interesting seeing the characters and all that at the start and then when it actually comes to the payoff and whether the you know the main chunk and reason for the film it just sort of fizzles out yeah yeah I'll tell you what what I did like and you know what it's like a teenager starting to having sex goes in enthusiastic making the woman underneath him laugh an awful lot by his antics and then just starts to burn out and tries to keep things going, but she already knows he's shot his bolt and it's still going away. And it's like, no, no, you've done it now, and you're not going to get me. It's kind of yeah. like that. Is that so ever I you? did, uh, yeah, oh, <clears throat> many times. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, I agree with you there. Fraser wants to keep this family safe in case his family listens to it. I well, there's no point family safe. You're, you're, you're off with the swearing straight away into the second minute. So, if we're listed as explicit on iTunes, so... Yeah. Uh, okay, that's my that, hardcore. That's fine. Yeah, hardcore. Boys or whatever you know you know, don't nick VW signs and don't swear a lot. It's all part of the, the thing. And I think swearing yeah. is good in the context of when it's used. It accentuates certain parts anyway, but it's basically a burnout. A teenager banging away at the start and then burns out. Yeah, so I wasn't that new. Yeah. No? No biggie. No biggie on that one, so... Yeah. Well, one you, you might want to see is Good Cops, which is was surprisingly funny, actually, which has got... Which country is uh, that from? That's from the US, and it's got Bruce Willis... And it's directed by Kevin Smith. Oh. No, 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 no. Kevin Smith has let himself down. I think he's let himself down big time. With he's let me girl. down, and he's let you and down. Jiggly and whatever else he was doing, where he kind of started off a bit independent, and then he just decided to suck on the corporate funnel of cack. The hotel kettle. The hotel kettle. He decided to suck on the hotel kettle. Um, but he comes back with quite an interesting and quite funny um, buddy cop movie, which I have to say doesn't let go at all, really, of, of the audience. And you can have a look next week, see what you think. Good cops. Good cops. Okay, we'll check that out. Now we're on the theme of cop, cop films. But yes, you're absolutely right, mate. The Guard, I have to say, it's probably going to be about a 5 out of 10 for me. You know what? I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10 as well. I sound like a sheep following you, but it wasn't as bad as a 4. It wasn't no. as bad as The Dark Knight. Ooh, ooh, I'm still getting grief for that. <laughs> Dark Knight 4. Dark Knight 4 out of 10. <laughs> it's not The Dark Knight. Whatever. The Dark Knight Rises. 4 out of 10. <laughs> With Christopher Nolan in the main role. <laughs> With Christian Bale and his, if I put on this really silly voice, I would be really yeah. dark and mysterious. <laughs> I am the Dark Knight. No, hey, mate, you're basically a bloke who looks like Bruce Wayne, aren't you? You look like that Bruce Wayne bloke. I can see through that mask. You look like that Bruce Wayne. No, I can't see. I'm you. I can't see any resemblance. Huh? <laughs> I can't see any resemblance. I can't see any. I just think with all my billions of pounds, I could change my facial features. Okay. Yeah. Right. What is this thing that we're having to keep stopping and starting all the time? Because it only records fifteen minute Why chunks. Fifteen I'm gonna have minutes. Because the actor license ran out. So oh, the free you trial. Get spend thirty quid. We have to keep stopping. So we might have missed missed bits on this. I uh, might have a little bit to edit out. You won't even notice, and you won't even listen to it. So don't worry about it. Well, people who do do, right? A do do. Yeah. Okay. So, well, okay. Three, two, one. Whatever. Uh, okay, so Dark Knight, yeah, where, where are we? Okay, yeah, five out of ten, so we'll watch Good Cops. And uh, If you we'll want a, a film where, where, where um, the guy, Gleason, plays a wonderful character in Bruges, and I think every bloke who's probably seen that film loves that film. Yeah, I've seen that. That, it's that great. keeps burning. Yep. Over, a, over a longer distance, shall we say. Yep, I might have to go rewatch that. I'll tell you what else I watched. I was saying to my wife yesterday, I, sort of wa- I was watching the Walking Dead series too. I don't know if I mentioned that before. And I go, oh man, we talked about jumping the shark. I got there for me. I got to around about the fourth episode in the second series. And it was like, you know when they'd run out of things to do? I told you zombies. There's only so much zombies can do. And they ran out and they started then stupid plot points between characters and uh, I switched it off I spoke to someone the other day they said yeah it's fantastic man it's the theory ever oh man <laughs> it's not it's toilet if you want to see a good series watch Homeland yeah I am going to watch that Homeland I'll put that in my notes intelligent TV well. um, yeah okay. fans of anyone who's seen The Wire and stuff like that if you just want something that's, that's intelligent loved The Wire yeah the wire is so good. It's one of those things that you sort of everyone kept going on about for so long. You were literally hammered into having to watch it, and I'm sure that they've made more money post the wire. Oh, they made more DVD money from DVDs. Yeah. yeah, sure. It was the one one it, that jumped the shark in around about series season four or five. Yeah, when, McNul- when McNulty started planting evidence and changing crime scenes, that was a bit odd. Yeah, but 
One series one to three, it was great, and it was still good. Four and five, but even the yeah, uh, the series three with the Docklands bit. So the Docklands they had the big ship. two. Series two was two. the one where the shipyards. That was my favorite. Yeah, the funny thing was the shipyards. If going back on that, think about it, it was actually nothing really massively was sort of happening there. But it was still, it just I don't know, it just kind of dragged you along, even though you thought, well, what's happening here? That was good. Well, it was. In- I thought that was great because they went from series one being all about gangs. To series two, yeah, the gang stuff was still running, you know, but it was also about the unions and um, the corruption in the unions. It was just a nice change. It was so well. It's such a good series. I think that they based it a lot on, on French films and foreign films where they don't have any qualms killing the hero off or any qualms of just taking you on a completely different tangent. And yeah, when for it, sure. And the wire was wonderful like that. It didn't follow a formulaic way. It just took you up, down, left, and right. If you want to, I'm not going to talk about it because people, if people haven't seen it, some of the main characters you think they're going to be going for ages, they don't. Yeah, you know when people when people always rant to you. If you haven't seen the wire, and you always hear people telling you that you should see the wire, there's a reason for it. And so, (laughs) like everyone else, go see it. It's great. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on quickly to gaming. Uh, you said you'd been playing... Your PS3 was off for ages, but I saw it came back online. You were back playing Dead Space 2 again? I have. I've been shooting babies that are basically okay. zombie monsters and throwing things against the wall. Um, I have to say that, that, that the whole game is, is quite enormous. You know like certain games you think you're going to get like 10 hours play out of it. It just keeps going and going. And at the moment, it's going and going and going. Um, so it's taken me a long time to sort of finish it. It's that because I've got, obviously, old man's gaming syndrome, where most kids probably strip through something incredibly quickly. I don't. But um, yeah, still holding my attention. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, I've been playing a, yeah, lots of stuff on the go. Um, World of Tanks. I've uh, been playing on the PC, which is tank battles, which sounds... It's awfully nerdy, but it is fun. Uh, free to play on the PC. Definitely, you should try that. Um, what else? I've been playing Payday the Heist. I started playing that. It's good fun. Uh, 4.99 on Steam, so I couldn't turn that down. Uh, good multiplayer, terrible single player, where you have to rob banks or do bad things with your gang. You'd like it. You really would. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, you really would like well, it. <laughs> Um, but you know what? I'm going to just do a quick shout to an in- indie game. I picked up the indie bundle uh, a couple of weeks ago, and there's a game on there called Shatter, which is just, it's sort of like a reworking of Breakout, you know, pretty simple concept, you know, just bat and ball sort of thing, but it's set in space. Um, uh, but it's just done so well, and uh, it's really fun to play. And the music is phenomenal. And the music is so phenomenal that my son, who was playing it, asked me to find him the music. We've ended up getting him a CD of the music to the game. And now he spent the whole day yesterday just dancing in his bedroom to it. So, uh, yeah, that's only about a couple of dollars on Steam. Definitely you should try that Try that game. Um, and that's probably about it. Lots of other stuff, but uh, not worth mentioning. So let's wrap it up, shall we? Sound good? Sounds good to me, man. Still there? Yes, still there. A good You're old rant you. session there. I know. I can see you on the camera whenever you lean back into your sofa. Yeah, he's like waving to me to wrap it up like I'm some sort of uh, studio manager. You're the studio manager. Oh no, I, I'm I'm the director. Oh okay. You're the tea maker. Can I have a cup of tea? I, uh, yeah, you know tea kettles. Oh yeah, that's just another quick thing, right? I went on because I was doing my kettle research. Is there were I went to Argos website and they had a load of tea makers. Are they back in fashion? Tea makers. Yeah, they had tea makers on sale in Argos. I, I thought they went out wife. in the sixties. I thought they went out in the sixties or seventies. You don't know. Well, Soda Streams came back, man. They came back quite big. You see them now. Oh yeah. Kind of went out, came back. Tea you know makers. what that is? That's just everyone rekindling their 80s youth. Yeah, but tea makers actually have a, a, a quite a purpose. I mean, you get coffee makers, don't you wake up, your alarm goes off, there's a cup of coffee there. That, that makes sense to me. Although I always think if I had a coffee maker, I'd kind of lean over like you do, half not seeing anything, knock the whole scolding lot all over you, all over your phone and everything else. So 
personally. I don't know anybody. Does, does anybody in the world ever set their coffee to have the coffee ready in the morning? Well, you, you? get these machines that do, don't you? The alarm goes. No, my, my coffee machine can do that, but I don't know I've ever used it. Well, I might start using it. That's probably a good idea. Okay, all right. Well, look, let's wrap it up. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, oh, hang on. Was there any email? You know what? There really wasn't that much on the emails. Um, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Chipper, uh, who was sending me some tweets, and we were having a quick chat back and forth. And uh, I hope we didn't slag off Arsenal too much. And uh, thanks for being a great listener. Thank you. Uh, any any shout-outs from you? Um, I, I don't monitor any of my... But I haven't had. No, any, okay. I've got a forward on there, and I haven't had anything. Um, so if no, that's okay. Wants to forward something on? Do yes, please do. Uh, normally, we would get some stuff. Actually, I found depending on when I send a Twitter message out that we're recording depends on whether I get replies. So I really shouldn't send Twitter messages out at four in the morning. Uh, okay, so uh, it's a good hour. Great to talk to you. And you? Um, I'm sure we'll come up with some stuff to talk about if we get together next week. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, you know what? We've got to just quickly say it. Find us on www.transatlanticrants.com and uh, email jeremy at transatlanticrants.com because he needs email. <laughs> Send him an email. Go on. Don't be shy. Okay. Bronchitis. Bronco. I'm a bronco. Okay. <laughs> And on hey, Carlito, man, look at me. I got nothing, man. I went nappies, man. Carlito, man, look at me. I went nappies. That can be him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then I will catch up with you next week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you very much. And take care. Bye. <laughs>